0: welcome to the between the dream podcast i'm your host richard taylor jr today is monday april 13th 2020 hope that you all are doing well and i want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the between the dream podcast before we get started uh, i just want to say thank you to all of our first-time listeners or our new listeners if you are new to the podcast Thank you so much for tuning in. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For our returning podcast listeners, our faithful dreamers, thank you all so much for tuning in and being so supportive. I ask that you continue to share this podcast with your friends, your family, and those who need it. I'm not going to give too much about myself today because I have an amazing guest on the podcast and I want to give them as much time as possible. So, with that being said, for those of you all who haven't already, make sure you get in tune with me. Instagram, Richard.taylorJr. Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. You know, also check out my website, RichardTaylorJr.com. So for our Monday episodes for the month of April, we are running a series called Covered, and it is a conversation with pastors from around the United States, um, ministry leaders from around the states, and individuals who not only have a heart for people, but have a heart for God as well, and really um, in a space of intersectionality to have a heart for God's people. And so I think that it's only right that we have heavy hitters who can come on and, and really bring and shed some light and hope in the moments that we find ourselves in right now, when it comes to the situation that is COVID-19. Some call it a pandemic. Some have even claimed it as the end of the world. Like no matter where you sit, it is affecting us in such a way. And so with that being the case, I felt only right to have different uh, people in my mind who I either want, admire, look up to, or just truly love for the work that they're doing when it comes to dealing with the toughest moments of life in their own personal lives and being able to triumph from that and uh, help others in that process. And today is no different. I have one of my best friends on the line today, uh, Pastor Bryce Herrick, um, who I got the chance to start in ministry with about three years ago, 2017, when I first moved up to the Seattle area. And Bryce has been um, one of my constants, uh, probably my most constant friend, definitely out here in this space, but he is a phenomenal fiery preacher. Um, does, does a little spoken word too. And he's he's really good. Um, but I love him though. He's an amazing husband, pastor and friend, pastor Bryce Herrick. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. What up,
1: man? Thank you for having me, bro
0: absolutely man you know this has been a long time coming because i've been like nudging at you like hey bro we should do a podcast together at some point (laughs) so Mm -hmm, i'm actually mm -hmm. super happy and 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 just excited to have you here now and i think and what what a better time to have you too obviously you know uh, for those of you all that don't know bryce and i um uh are partnering together and, and my wife and I and so so much in support of him and his wife in these next phases of their lives as they are in the the, the, the space of uh, church planning and I'm so excited because I'm like what better person to be able to just be in partnership and ministry with and so we'll talk more about that a little later on but I really want to dive into this conversation. Obviously, we know COVID-19 is taking place right now. It has hit and affected so many people. The numbers are rising. They're talking about we're supposed to see the height of the spike within the next week or two. Um, There's a lot of fear going on right now, Bryce. And there's a lot of anxiety, uh, emotional breakdowns. Uh, Man, I saw a friend this morning, lost her dad this morning to um hmm. this this virus and so i'm seeing it on all all hands right now and i know you are as well um before we jump into that i think it's only right you know we're gonna hear your heart but i think before we hear your heart i would love for people to know where your heart stems from would you mind giving us and and i mean you can be as long-winded as you need to or as short as you need to whatever works for you just a little bit of your story you know what brought you to this space how did you come into the fold as a pastor, as a ministry leader, and, and, and everything that's made you who you are now.
1: Yeah. Well again, bro, thanks for having me, man. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've grown up in the Seattle area all my life. And I, uh, growing up with my family, we, 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 did, we talked about God, but it wasn't, it wasn't a huge part of my upbringing. I, uh, you know, we would go to church as, as a kid with my, my younger brother, younger sister. But it wasn't really something that we, we talked about together. So faith was kind of more on the side, on the fringe. And by the time that I was in middle school, my family went through just a really difficult situation where both my parents, uh, you know, I know how much they love me and how much they're for me, but they were just battling different, different things in their life to where they just, they were struggling with, uh, with alcohol abuse. And that just really just spun our family. I'm the oldest of again, my brother and my sister. Mm-hmm. And so being in middle school and having to just really work through really just traumatic experiences and and uh, fighting through just how to how to navigate those those moments uh, mm-hmm. of pain and and of abuse. and so my outlet became sports, and athletics became everything to me. And I wanted to be a professional athlete. Just gave my life to it, devoted, every, you know, every before school, after school, it was it was everything to me. And um, started finding some success in sports, but in that kind of jumped into a, a culture, uh, just a partying culture. And I was a freshman in high school. Uh, the seniors at, at that time were were really into into that type of life, and so um, just connecting with them, and and ended up just making some really poor decisions and, and trying to fit in and trying to, um, you know, have fun with those guys. And it led me to a place of, uh, by the time that I was a senior, this was a full blown drug addict mm-hmm. and really still successful in sports and still, you know, holding it down and with my grades, but just every day, uh, using different types of drugs or drinking And uh, it it became just the the focal point of my life. And as I graduated from high school, I uh, was ready to go play college baseball at a school east of where I grew up. And I had a drug overdose. And it was it was the awakening moment for me of just going, wow, everything in my life um, that I'm living for, it doesn't it's not really worth living for right now. Mm -hmm. And even though that I was high at the time, it was the most sobering moment of, again, just kind of this awakening to what am I really, what am I really living for? I didn't have a relationship with God. I thought I was going to die. So that was terrifying. Like feeling like I'm about to stand before God and, and didn't have a relationship with him. Um, wasn't treating my friends well didn't didn't have good connections with my family was all about myself and again just working towards this dream that i had so it was just this big this big eye opening moment of just kind of throwing myself into what do i really believe about god and started reading a bunch of books on buddhism and and new age stuff and then started talking to some different friends who i knew were christians growing up Mm -hmm. um and they just kind of you know started teaching me about Jesus. And um, I started reading a couple of different books that actually gave some validity to Christianity and going, wow, this, this actually, there's actually some good answers for big questions. And from there, I think the biggest thing is I began to actually experience just the goodness of God and seeing Jesus at work in miraculous ways, seeing people get healed, mm-hmm. seeing kind of some crazy deliverance type of moments. Um and just going, wow, this thing this thing is for real. So when I was yeah, 18, gave my life to Jesus, got baptized and decided to stay home, didn't go off and play baseball, uh mm. decided to stay and, and play at a community college uh in my hometown and uh just went through this year of, of just wrestling and kind of you know being at baseball practice and going, man, i I'm I'm living for a game right now. Like this is a game mm. and just just trying to, to process and go, what do I really want my life to be about? And so, um, yeah, just being somebody who's experienced God's love in, in such undeserving ways, you know, I was an absolute mess and in still ways MMS today, but mm-hmm. just really getting to experience the grace of God and then wanting to go, I want everyone to experience this. I want everyone to know that God's reality and that Jesus is is truly God, and so that kind of kicked me off into ministry. And over the last ten years, that's taken a lot of different forms. And so, yeah, I'm a I'm a pastor now, uh, and we're looking to do some church planting in, in the Seattle area. And that's kind of how I got into to doing what I'm doing.
0: Love it, love it, man. That's a phenomenal story. I think you know just, it, it, and it's it's great too. So last week we had uh, Pierre Taylor from Chicago um, on, and he talked about his experience from growing up as like a pastor's kid, right? And so Mm -hmm. when we were talking about this, you know, one of the things that him and I were both, you know, very understanding too is the fact that that's not everybody's story, right? Like when you see folks grow up in the church, even if they're not pastor's kids, um, you do have people whose family just brought them up in the church. Like I remember growing up, my grandma had 10 kids and, she literally raised all of them in the church. So they were there for every service on right. Sunday. They were there for Wednesday Bible study. And, you know, you have those people that grow up in that capacity within the church, right? But then to be able to hear somebody like yourself that not only carries this unique story, but I think even more uh, the experiences that make your story your story, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, you know, I know we we talked to uh, a lot of people in this work in ministry. And one of the things that we tend to find and see a lot of are people who, you know, might feel like, Oh, well, with the life that I've lived or the things that I've done or the decisions that I've made, there's no way in the world, this God, this Jesus could love someone like me and, and change someone like me. And it's like, not only can he do it, but he can also take you and and thrust you completely into this capacity where he's utilizing you, you know, absolutely. (laughs) And so I think that that's great, man. I think that that's, you know, it sets the tone. And for listeners who are tuning in right now, I just want to encourage you all with that to let you know, like, hey, Bryce kind of put it out there, you know, having to deal with what he's experienced and, and for him to be brought into this space now where he's caring for people, he's pastoring people, he's shepherding people like, yo, like God will take your mess and turn it into a message. Like, no Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely, yep. I'm blessed to have you on here, man, to really share that. Um, let 's dive in deeper bryce i I know that you and I have had some conversations offset obviously, and just our weekly phone calls and and talks, and we get a chance to see it out here in Seattle as it pertains to what at one point in time up, up until about a week ago, we were the epicenter of the coronavirus right we were okay. We were maxing out the country on the death toll and the numbers understandably so. New York has taken that position now because of the fact that there's such a big city and you got so many people living on top of each other. But even in the time of this pandemic starting here, and and, and you mentioned your hometown, which is where we were at church and ministry at, that was actually the same city that the first case that hit Mm -hmm. the, the state, Suzanne, right? And so we got a chance to start talking about this early on and seeing it. And as it's evolved, One of the things that I know you know for sure is that this moment has become so complex and so crazy. Um, And and you see it from a lot of different lights, right? And so Mm -hmm. I just want to dive into this with you. And it's the same question that I'm asking each ministry leader that, that hops on here. And that is for you in your time of study, in your time of being around people, seeing the statuses on social media, whatever it might be, where is your heart and focus and what do you what do you really hearing God say is the heart and focus um, of the church when it comes to our position to, to really be faith, hope and love in this season with everything that's going on right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it, before talking about maybe just the church at large, just personally, yeah. um, I feel like what, what the Lord's been been speaking to me is just really to just embrace the uncertainty of the moment. Mm. And I think at first it can feel really counterintuitive, but I think it's the place that we can actually experience God and, and find freedom because when we go through suffering, I think it's easy to lean two ways. We can go into just this really blind optimism and trying to stay really positive um, to the point where we're kind of just like trusting in positivity. And I Mm -hmm. think positive, like being positive is, is huge. You know, one of the reasons I love you so much is because of how positive you are you're you bring life man you walk into a room and you just you shine bro you you got this life about you and this this positivity yeah,
0: so much right I think. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but but i think at, i think it you know it, it can it can move to a place where it's not actually rooted in anything it's just rooted in you know p- positive for being positive so. yeah, yeah. And, be, and being overly optimistic and not actually leaning into what's taking place or kind of going the other way and and living in denial yep. and kind of just making up these different fantasies about what's actually happening. So both they, they deny reality and they aren't really helpful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so if you're really going to, you know, get to the other side of something, you, you got to be willing to really walk through it and embrace, embrace the uncertainty and embrace the moment. And this is like, this is a really stressful situation.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: obviously, you know, without being, you know, without being just obvious like it's the, and the different layers and the levels of what's taking place it, it just makes it extra challenging
2: mm-hmm.
1: so the things I've been thinking about just about what I've just been living in and just trying to sit down and go okay what am why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling um, first just that it's it's a unique situation because it's both global and individual mm-hmm. like we're all experiencing it at the same time we're constantly seeing these mass stories of suffering. And in that, um, you know, we're, we're also constantly being forced to compare our suffering
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and seeing it on a global scale and then also bringing that into our life on an individual level and the different, you know, different communities are experiencing different levels of it and different families are too. Yeah. So if I'm somebody who, you know, just lost a family member, and I'm watching other people talk about how hard it is to just stay inside. All of a sudden, that can start to really create this, this bitterness and this struggle Absolutely in me. Yeah. Or maybe things are great, and hey, I'm getting some time to be with my wife. And and then it's, it's still hard to, to feel happy or feel good because yeah. there's so much struggle in the world. And it's this weird back and forth, like both global and individual, because we're all in this together, mm-hmm. but no one's actually together. Yeah. So it's this, it's, this, it's this isolating, it's got different layers to what we're actually experiencing. I think it's also forcing us to really face our trust structures. Mm. One of the definitions uh, of the word corona, uh, you know, is, is the word crown. And it, this picture that kind of keeps coming to mind for me is, you know, this virus, in a sense, in a way, like metaphorically, is taking a crown and like putting it in our lap. Mm-hmm. And it's forcing us to really make deep life decisions about where are we really going to place our allegiance? Where are we really going to place our hope mm-hmm. and having to either, I mean, we can take that crown and we can put it back on the virus and go, I'm going to kind of bow to this or these different trust structures and areas that we go in our life, uh, you know, to find peace, uh, whether that's, you know, our finances or whether that's, you know, different outlets that we have that can be really good things. But it's really just pushing to the surface all of those deep, you know, trust structures and having to wade through the pressure of what do I really believe? What do I really trust in? And this stressful, Uh, you know, on top of we're just continually being thrown this swirl of mixed solutions. Um, you know, currently we don't have enough data to really make solid, practical, social solutions. That's true, yeah. um, You know, how how contagious is it really? You know, when will the shelter in place stop? Do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? Right. I, you know, what, what supplies do I really need? You know, how do I get the supplies without getting sick? And it's just this ever-moving target of solutions. And I think that we can even see that within the Christian community. Oh, wow. And one of the things that I've been, feeling is is kind of this mixed messaging from the christian community on one side people are talking about this moment like it's a wilderness moment you know that paradigm of jesus going into going into the wilderness and and being led by the spirit and facing his flesh facing the enemy and really slowing down and and being obedient Mm -hmm. and i think there's a large part of the church that's pushing and, and talking about that paradigm of hey this is time to slow down this is time to really be with god this is time yeah. to really grow through you know um your own your own struggles Absolutely. and then on the flip side there's there's a large part of the church that's that's kind of using this this water paradigm this storm para- paradigm of you know jesus is is you know we're in a storm we're in the boat and we need to step out we need to do yeah. something that we've never done before we need to Shake you know it believe in the promise that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so which is it? Is this a wilderness moment? Are we, are we supposed to slow down? Is this a water moment? Are we supposed to really step up?
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that confusion of mixed messaging, just even in the Christian community, is like, it's overwhelming. Like, like how do I even, what's the right answer? What, how do I even really begin to navigate this? Good. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, th- these different, our different leaders holding different viewpoints and the scope of reformation that they think should take place in this time Mm -hmm. and possibly even you know using this as a moment to really push a a political agenda yeah and that can be really uncomfortable as well and not to mention it's just dismantling and disrupting our daily rhythms like every day just feels like one long day and we don't really know how to adult anymore like I mean, I'm, I was on TikTok, Richard. Like, you know, I can't dance. And I'm what, like, what am I doing on TikTok?
0: <laughs> it's, tra- it's bringing different things out of us, right? It's crazy. Exactly.
1: <laughs> My diet's a mess, you know. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty much living in sweatpants.
0: Yeah, same here. But it's just,
1: you know, our rhythms, like h- how we just live life every day are just out the window. And then I think on top of it, the, one of the hardest parts of it all is there just isn't a clear end date.
2: Yeah,
1: Like we don't know when this thing is really going to, to clear up. And it's kind of like going underwater and not knowing when we're going to be able to come back up for air. Mm-hmm. And it's just this pressure of, we're seeing it on a global level. We're all experiencing it individually. It's isolating. It's forcing us to face these trust these trust structures in our heart. We don't really know what the solution is. Our daily rhythms are out of whack and then we don't have an end date. So how do we even really begin to (laughs) like move through that? And this, that, this is this, that type of psychological struggle. That's intense.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's
1: like, if, if you're feeling down, like if you're having a tough time, if you haven't been yourself lately, no kidding. Like, look at what we're facing. Like, look at what we're feeling. Like this is, this is heavy. And I think one of the things that I just, kind of keep coming back to is just again embracing the uncertainty of the moment and actually feeling it and recognizing that it's okay to be having a hard time oh yeah and that this isn't something that any of us have ever faced before obviously and so i think that's a lot of what i've been been thinking about and just Allowing myself to really feel the moment and just not go into this place where I'm going to be overly optimistic, but not also deny it, but actually embrace the uncertainty and see what I'm experiencing and then begin to navigate that with God. I,
0: and I think that that's really good. I love the fact that you brought up definitely towards the end when you talked about daily rhythms. One of the things that I've noticed a lot is that in the daily rhythms being messed up for everybody, um, it is exposing a lot for each individual person, right? And so we, mm-hmm. I mean, I think as we talk about, you know, the church's focus, I think the, the church's focus, and when we say church, you know, I keep explaining to people, we're not talking about a physical building, but yet a body right. of people, right? And so right. in this, as individuals that make up the body um i love the stance that you took on it to really address this thing from a personal level first and and i think that that's so important because of of the fact that in this um with the messaging being mixed with us seeing different things it can rock us and it can put us in a point to where um you know the spirit of comparison immediately starts right. to just like take us over. Right. So we've been seeing right. posts about how some people are saying like, you know, if you don't come out of this, uh, this Corona season with the new trade talent or gift realized, yep. then, yep. you know, you, you're lazy. But then on the flip side, yep. I've seen people combat that and say, well, like, no, if you don't come out with anything, it doesn't mean you're lazy. It just means you're human and you're trying to figure this out. Yep. And so, yep. you know, um, one of the things I thought about before you even said, like, before we hopped on this podcast was, it's been a question in my mind, like, can two, can two answers exist in that capacity in the same light, right? And yeah. I think you really broke it down well when you talked about being able to embrace it, right? Like, and, and that embrace is going to look different for each person some of us Absolutely. we will be in a space where we say hey you know what i picked up a guitar and i learned how to play or you know i started reading books finally but then some yeah. people are going to be like man like i really didn't do much of anything and that doesn't take away or minimize you as a person in your gifting and in your calling and purpose in life like it doesn't um, you know pull away from any of that As you move forward into the future. But I think with what you stated, though, Bryce, that messaging right now does not help in the fact that we are going through this intense psychological struggle. That is the fact that we have been forced to sit down, to slow down and to change our life within an instant. And so from some people what we're seeing more is a trauma response. Cause when you think about trauma, essentially that's what it is, right? Like your power, your control is being stripped from you. And now you are um, in a moment in time where you, you've got to be able to face things that maybe you didn't want to. You're seeing parts about yourself. And even if nothing else changes from the fact of a gift or a new business or a book or whatever it might be, the one opportunity that I believe we all have right now through the experience embrace that you talked about um, is the opportunity to learn and grow internally. Yep. And so I, I definitely want us to dive deeper into that conversation piece. Cause I know you've got some straight fire for us as we get ready to move forward. But before we get there, I want to take a quick break um, so that we can get this mid roll Sponsor ad on real quick. Guys, for those of you all who are struggling when it comes to sleeping, definitely want to encourage you all with this ad. Check it out. I think it'll be amazing. And Bryce and I'll be right back for part two. Guys, welcome back to the Between the Dream podcast. I am so excited to be here with our special guest today, Pastor Bryce Herrick, a pastor out of Seattle and a very, very good friend of mine. And Bryce and I have had some really good conversation already around um, just this, converse, this this space, excuse me, of where we are with COVID-19. I wanna go ahead and jump into this. So we left off the podcast, Bryce was talking about this being a very intense time and a com- complex moment. And with that being said, um, we wanna actually take a different route. And I know Bryce has got a few really bold and solid answers here um, as it pertains to where do we go from here as a people Um, and we'll, we'll, we won't even focus on the full body, but where do we go as a people individually? And then those who are meant and called to be a helping hand to other people, which I believe that we all are in some capacity. And so with that being in case, Bryce, I just want to give you the floor back, man, and ask you in your opinion, as we, as we move forward, where do we go from here?
1: Yeah, I think that this is where faith really does faith really can help in this situation Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of rhetoric and a lot of you know this phrasing of faith over fear and for those that maybe you don't claim a relationship with God or don't want anything to do with God it can feel really shallow you know Mm -hmm. from a distance and kind of how does what how does faith over fear help in this situation like this like what does that actually mean? That's good. And it can look like at first glance that like Christians aren't admitting that, like don't admit that times are tough mm-hmm. or even on a, you know, the other side of it, a, just don't really feel the emotion of fear. And I think that that can create a lot of shame. Like, mm. Hey, you know, faith over faith over fear. Like it's almost can feel like you're, you're saying don't, don't feel afraid when this is, this is a, this is a fearful time. Mm. And it can create kind of that, that shame of like, what I just need to, I just need to kind of buck up and, and, and move through it. Um, Or it can kind of feel like this hold your morals and worldview and everything will turn out. Okay. You know, faith, faith over fear, but faith is it's, it's about personal trust and there's room in a relationship with God to really grieve. And, you know, even for me, this has been, uh, it's been a tough experience and, uh, my wife, um, she lost her job through this. Mm-hmm. Um, she also uh, takes some some medication that suppresses her immune system. Mm-hmm. So I've been not working kind of some of my side jobs uh, in order to protect her. So that's putting, you know, some financial pressure on us. Yeah. Uh, I also have family members who, you know, if they get this thing, they're going to be in a fight for their life. Absolutely. And so just really, really recognizing that, uh, like, it, it's okay that it's tough. And having faith isn't about denying reality. Having faith is about simultaneously experiencing our circumstances mm. and experiencing our Savior.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, the Word of God says to taste and see that the Lord is good. Life with God, it's, it's so much more than morals or a belief structure Or a political party, Mm -hmm. it's about a tangible relationship. And within this relationship, Jesus really does have a remedy for all of our perceived tragedies.
2: That's good. Yeah.
1: And I have no idea how I'd be navigating this without Jesus. And I've been thinking a lot about people that don't or again don't want to have a relationship with God and how they're, you know, working through this situation. And I think that ultimately part of the the benefit of everything that's taking place is that this crisis it gives people an opportunity to really look at christ Mm. and vulnerability is the ground where where faith grows so i think that really beginning to embrace the moment embrace the uncertainty don't just look over the top of it with optimism don't just deny it and, Mm -hmm. and look you know away from it but then allow it to really push you to a place of, you know, is this the moment to, to really think deeply about God? Um, you know, is this really the moment to, to really dive into my relationship with him? And uh, for me, you know, my, my drug overdose moment was, you know, one of the worst moments of my life. Yeah. But on the backside of it, it was actually one of the greatest moments of my life, because in the moment when I thought that, I was about to die and the farthest from God, God was incredibly close to me and he was the one leading me to life. And so, you know, is this an opportunity for people to really grab a hold of a relationship with God? And could that be one of the greatest things that's ever happened to you? Because again, I I really think that Jesus does offer help in this time. Mm -hmm, You know, I think that one of the things that we're afraid of is is death at large you know it's it's a terrifying thing to think yeah, about dying absolutely but because of what jesus has done on the cross and the resurrection you know death has become a doorway into paradise and he has given us an opportunity to live life with him forever to where you know scripture invites us to not even have to really fear death so this looming idea of having to face our death you know we get to face that with face this unknown reality with a known God because of what Jesus has done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, even the, the, a big part of it's the financial insecurity and, and financial fear. And I, again, like I'm saying, I, I really get that. But God is a provider. And we even had a moment, which was really cool, where Michaela and I were sitting kind of having a meeting, my wife, just about what are we going to do? And how can we be wise? And what are we gonna do about finances? And literally, like in that moment, someone cash apps us and, and you know, just encourages us and says, Hey, we, we believe in you, we love you. And we know that in that moment, like it's not a coincidence. Like they're even talking about, Hey, you know, God's really putting this on our heart and we're seeing God provide for us in ways that, that only He can do. Absolutely. And, and the isolating piece um, and, and, and just feeling like we're alone. The greatest part about god isn't just you know that he's gonna let us go to heaven when we die but that he's a personal presence in the here and now Mm -hmm. and you know he he can really begin to we can really experience him in in the now and and in our isolation and in our struggle and so um you know is this an opportunity for for you to really you know, think more about your relationship with God and think more about Jesus.
0: Absolutely, and Bryce, you said something. Sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you, but you said something that I really wanted to be able to just dive into. Um, and it wasn't in our podcast notes, but you said it, and I, it, it sparked something in me. And that is this. Uh, this I don't even want to call it an idea because it's an experience for you. It's been an experience for myself and so many others but you talked about um, being able to see God's provision and hand at work in your life in a crazy moment, right? With that cash app story that you just gave us. And so um, I don't know why, but I want to just dive into that a little more real quick, because I think that for a lot of us, maybe we do have those moments where um, provision is there or like the sign or the the arrow that says, hey, a moment of provision is coming. But <laughs> but you talked about earlier, first half of the podcast, you, you talked about how, you know, some of us, we are so stuck on the side of being optimistic, but then there are a lot of us who, with, with so much tragedy happening right now, it's a lot easier for us to be pessimistic about any, I mean, I mean, optimistic about anything, and we're carrying the spirit of pessimism. In yeah. all that we're doing, right, and and yeah. for a lot of people who life gave them problems well before COVID nineteen happened, right, yeah. and so like yes. this is just like another thing of I always get the short end of the stick. If God is who He says He is, would He really do you know like and it's all of these questions. Yep. And so to that man, I just want to I just want to tap into that a little more. What do you say in those moments? For as you've experienced that, as you've experienced those moments where you've seen. The provision at hand, was it was it a, a a moment of surrender where you were just you know in a space where you were like all right God I'm ready for your provision, was it you in the moment of just like kind of really losing out on faith and and almost falling apart and then the provision came like I think some people might think that it has to look a certain way but w- what encouragement would you give? For somebody who finds himself in that very boat of like i'm I've got so many questions and I don't know what's going on for somebody who needs to be just open to receive provision and however that would look, what encouragement would you give
1: yeah i mean I don't know if there's a I don't think there's a formula you know no no absolutely I, I don't think right. that you know um but where where I kind of go when I start to to get lost and and for me yeah like i get that growing up a lot of questions where was god when this happened why does this why does this take place and that battle but i think that where i really begin to land and i think it's you know ironic that it's this week but just really looking at the cross mm-hmm. and you know it there's so much historical evidence that Jesus really did walk the earth, whether you believe that he was the son of God, whether you believe that he rose from the dead, like those are two, those are other things. But he was here, no question. Mm-hmm. And he was crucified. And I believe that, you know, this is, this was something, a, a moment, not just in history, but, but something that really, really did something. And when I look at the cross, you know, I can see his heart. I can see his mind i can see his hand you know in his heart um you know we've as human beings have been questioning god's goodness since the beginning of time
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: even the story of, of the bible with adam and eve around a tree and, and questioning god's goodness and can i really trust him is he really going to give me the fulfilling life that i want mm. and now you know at the cross you know people are around another tree questioning jesus yeah and thinking about you know the nails you know the nails kind of symbolically representing the human heart of of wanting to pin down God to live life on their own terms, to live life, you know, separate, to be our own God. Mm -hmm. And on the cross, you know, in the moment when humanity was most motivated to live life without God, God was most motivated to live life with us. That really seeing his heart on the cross, um, that he wanted to give of himself so that we could have Life that we could have freedom and that we can be in relationship with Him, and really like pondering that do I really believe that? Do I really think that He gave Himself for me? And then also seeing His mind because on the cross it looked like He was being forced to His death, but He was actually the one that was setting it up, that He was calling His death beforehand, that He was telling His disciples that He was going to be killed and and called it, Mm. and even using, you know, the enemy wanting to use the cross to destroy His plans. And the cross was actually the very thing that Jesus used to destroy the enemy mm-hmm. and using his weapon, his own weapon against him because he's brilliant. And even, you know, using the means of death to become a means of life because he has this crazy ability to take the worst circumstances and bring about good things out of them because he's, he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, seeing not only his heart in his mind, but also seeing his hand, yeah, yeah. that what happened on the cross, it wasn't just a display of love, it did something, it provided a life fully forgiven, you know, a life with a, a new heart that drives new desires, um, you know, life in relationship with the most powerful being in the universe. And again, this, you know, all of this only matters if he resurrected from the dead, uh, which is a really great question to ask. But if you're kind of, you know, in that place of like, man, I don't my experience of what I'm going through in my life doesn't match what I hear about God. Right. When you start to really look at and, and analyze the cross, do I believe that he was really here? Do I believe that what happened on the cross is what happened? And then if I really believe he raised from the dead, what does that begin to mean for my life? Mm. And that can begin to open you up to a relationship with God because we do approach God on his terms
2: yeah.
1: and he's a good God but it, it's not a, it's not an eye to eye situation. He, he <laughs> <laughs> you know, Spikes. like he, he's, he's a lot, uh, a lot more loving and a lot more brilliant than we are. So if we uh, want to, to enter into a relationship with him, it's, it's on his terms. And that's actually a really good deal for us.
0: Yeah. I love it. Thank you for that, Bryce. I, I, I know that was kind of off from where we were, but you you hit it right on the head with that, um, man, I uh, I saw something that you had in here as we were going over, um, just kind of like the rundown for the show, and you know my heart with this because we have conversations all the time, but I am an empathetic person to the probably umpteenth degree. I love people yep. and I want to see people do well. Yep. And I know in the run of show, one of the things that I saw was you you posting up this piece about remembering the power of empathy in a time like this and um man i uh i just want to talk about that for me like elaborate on that because i think from every costco video from every walmart yeah. video from from the notes and messages on social media as yeah. we see people's you know um nastiness through comments and and everything yo like Bryce, the world right now needs empathy. We need love, Mm -hmm. right? And this Mm -hmm. is for folks, whether you in the body of Christ or not, but we are seeing it from everybody in some capacity. Talk to us about remembering and the importance of the power of empathy in times like
1: this. Yeah, I think that sometimes, you know, the right words, they just aren't enough. and being present with somebody in somebody else's pain uh it's healing Mm -hmm. and like you're saying man you are you're so good at that richard you know just being with people and and listening and and taking that in and that that's powerful in and of itself you know we're we're all going through this really difficult situation and to remember that hey one of the ways that we can help people is to lean in you know if we're if we're feeling like we have strength in the day one of the ways that we can serve people is really just caring for and carrying other people's burdens I
2: love
1: it. um it's it's powerful you know if you've ever experienced you know someone in your family dying or just been through something really traumatic and just the gift of somebody's presence mm-hmm. not even if they say anything but just like hey i'm with you mm-hmm. um like no it's one so healing yeah it's healing for the soul and so how can we you know creatively come alongside people and just let people know i'm with you i'm in it with you one of the stories that i've been thinking about from scripture because i'm weird and i'm a pastor <laughs> is <laughs> is the story with with you know mary and elizabeth and mary jesus mom uh had a really Controversial you know conception, uh, a lot of people had a lot to say about her, yeah. and you know talking behind her back and, and I'm sure that she faced a whole bunch of shame and struggle and just trying to navigate just her difficult situation and she has this moment where she goes over to Elizabeth, a family member. And um, Elizabeth is also pregnant in a really, you know, supernatural way and, and, and has some big time questions that are around it mm-hmm. and just has this moment where they, you know, get to share, they share that experience. And, you know, there's, you know, the leaping in, in her womb and, um, and, you know, then Mary begins to really, uh, you know, sing out and worship, but just mm-hmm. that, that shared struggle yeah. Um, of just saying, I'm with you, you know, of all the people that Mary could have, you know, confided in, or it, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people that had really gone through what she's going through. But now all of a sudden she gets to experience uh, life with Elizabeth. And it's like, wow, you you get where I'm coming from. So who are the people in our life that we can just turn to and say, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I love you. Not even like necessarily have all the right answers or, Um, you know have all the right words to say but just how can I how can I show people that that I'm here and I'm with you and I love you and standing together in that because that in and of itself is powerful especially Mm -hmm. at a time like this
0: absolutely it kind of reminds me of like growing up because I would hear pastors talk about this all the time and you hear church folks say it like you ask somebody how they're doing, sometimes people actually give you a response other than, oh, yeah. I'm blessed and highly favored. Like sometimes people <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, I'm not I'm not my best right now. And the first thing that comes out of the, like, and, and I don't know if it's religious, to a degree it is, where it's like folks be like, oh, well, I'm praying for you, right? And we would get so yeah. caught up on saying I'm praying for you. But yeah right I, I can be honest and tell you that there have been many times where i've said that in the past i'm praying for you but i never actually took the time to pray for that person like i said right. i was right and right. so just it, it it makes me think like man like when you talk about empathy whether it comes to the form of actually saying yo if you say you're gonna pray for somebody like real life take the time away and just pray <laughs> for, right or if, if it's a home. thing of if it, if it is a thing of, like I said, man, I, I've been seeing it up and down um, my timeline, man. People have been passing away that I know, and not everybody from COVID-19, from other issues, but still, it's like, I, I think about the power of even being intentional enough to just, yo, leave a, leave a message that says, you know, my condolences. And if you wanna tell somebody mm-hmm. that you're praying for them and their family, tell them and then do it, right? It doesn't have to be this mm-hmm. big thing of like, like you said, I don't need to have all the answers. I mm-hmm. just need to be a willing vessel that is present in that moment that says, look, yep. just know that you've got somebody here. Right. Yep. And I think and that, not being
1: afraid to, Oh, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Not being, not being afraid to, to, to do the small thing. Like it doesn't exactly. have to be big.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing too. I, I, I want to, when we talk about, you know, religiously right and and from folks in the faith you'll hear christians talk about oh you know we were called to be god's hands and feet or i'm doing the lord's work right and in that a lot of times i think we we put this we, we put this mantle on sometimes that we don't necessarily need to because that's not the requirement when it comes to god is like yo you trying to you trying to knock the ball out the park and all i'm saying is just just, just come serve with the plate. You know what I mean? Like, It it, it does as a person for me personally, it does make me think about like, man, like have I missed some steps at times when it comes to being able to just simply be present and in those moments of being present where I don't have to do as much, I'm actually being not only empathetic, but I'm being the love of Christ in that moment.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's
2: and
0: really so good. I, um, I don't know, man, I, I, I'm, I'm really happy just to hear you, you elaborate on that. And I think that it's so important as we're in this time and with everything that's going on. And you share such a powerful story when it comes to yourself, too. For those of you all that are listening, I just personally want to encourage you all with what Bryce shared today and with what he shared just from a story aspect when it comes to no matter where you sit, on you know the spectrum as a believer, as a person that believes, but maybe you're not like really walking the lifestyle out. And then for those of you all that are, are non-believers, I just really want to encourage each of you all to, to let you know that wherever you sit on that spectrum, like yo, God loves you, and and He He desires mm-hmm. a relationship with you. Um, and and mm-hmm. during this time of COVID-19, don't be fooled into thinking like, oh, this is just a scare tactic for me to get close to Jesus. No, it's not it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity for you to be able to to really just dive deeper in because you carry a beautiful story just like Bryce, a unique experience that will be able to be utilized as what we refer to as a testimony. And, and in that, um, yep you'll be able to, to be a light and a help to others as well. Bryce, as we get ready to close out here, any last thoughts, any words of encouragement for the listeners on the, on the, um, on the podcast today?
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of like what you're saying, um, you know, if there, if there really is somebody out there that loves you, uh, that knows what you need, that has the power to help your situation, why would you not want to, to take a look at that? and really just trying to push through. I know a lot of what we talk about too is, you know, church hurt. And and a lot of times people will not want to have a relationship with Jesus because of how somebody um, who uh, claims to be a Christian has treated them. And, you know, looking past those moments and into, into the eyes of Jesus, you know. Uh, and that's where, again, really just trying to, to look at the cross and understand, first and foremost, Christianity—it's about a relationship with Him, and then it begins to stem from there. So start there, go there, uh, and it's really terrifying because <laughs> Jesus asks us to reconsider reality as we know it and to to come under uh, His teaching, and um, that's really terrifying. But it's also the best way that we can live, and that's why He says that He came to to bring life and life to the fold, so. Mm,
0: love it, love it. Man, thank you so much, Bryce. Before we get out of here, where can the people find you and follow you out on social media?
1: Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm on Instagram probably the most, just Bryce Herrick, uh, at Bryce Herrick.
0: Love it, love it, and um, yeah, he's phenomenal. Bryce, for those of you all that don't know, I gotta gas him up before we get off this podcast. Uh, he is the when you go to my website, all of that magic is him, all of that beauty is the work that he has done <laughs> from the photography to the layout. If you've seen the last two book covers that I have, that is all his work. So understand that he is more than a pastor. This dude is a renaissance man, okay? (laughs) And and he is amazing at it, man. I am so excited for what the future holds. Um, You all have become uh, like family to us. Um, And it's, I mean, seriously, like it's funny, Bryce and I were together a few weeks ago before everything got crazy. And FaceTime my mom and my dad gets on and he's like, hey, God, son, like as soon as he sees you on the, uh, as soon as he sees you on the FaceTime and you all really have become like family, man. I think that, uh, that it's such a testament for those of you all who find yourself in the space of of yearning community um, and, and, and and wondering what that can be like. To Bryce's point about empathy and to this story that I'm telling you all right now about he and his wife being like family and just being so appreciative. This is, uh, I think, a a perfect time now more than ever to really be that, to be community to those around you. You never know who needs it and, and what they need. And... I mean, you just never know how you can step into somebody's life simply by being a friend. Bryce and I's relationship actually started over food. It didn't start over ministry. So, in that, I think come it's so, on, it's come so on, weird,
1: you know, and re-in barbecue, baby. You know,
0: even though I didn't eat none that day, we've been honest. But you know, the smells <laughs> were good, though, right? So, <laughs> uh huh. But but yeah, Bryce, love you, man. We're gonna have to do this again, um in, in different forms of conversation, because I feel like you have such a wealth of knowledge to to really just to share. Bryce is one of my bookworm friends, and it's funny because I'm the one that writes them, but I struggle getting through a chapter of one, and I look at him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, just blaze through another book." So I love it, man. You carry so you carry so much knowledge, and, love, and I think. You, Truly, the heart of Jesus, man. So we're gonna have to do this again. But thank you so much for coming on today, man. I appreciate it, um, and uh, I know that it's really nice outside and sunny. So that rooftop is calling. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Love you guys so much. Love thank you, you man. I appreciate for you. you. Thanks on, for having me. Thanks absolutely. for having me on, man absolutely for those of you all who have tuned in thank you so much if you got any other questions be sure to reach out at bryce Herrick on instagram at Richard Taylor jr on instagram as always you're not losing in life you're not failing you are simply between the dream what does that mean between the dream is the point between your present moment and your promise i like to call that area the process between the dream is the process when you embrace your process you embrace your progress and when you embrace your progress you can walk into every promise every purpose and every plan meant for your life. And right now is a great time for you to be able to embrace your process in this season of COVID-19, the coronavirus, call it what you want, the Rona. At the end of the day, you can embrace the process right now within this, whatever that looks like for you. So that at the bare minimum, you are learning and growing and you will be better coming out on the other side of this simply by taking the time to invest into yourself. Love you guys. Till next time, peace.